Today's show is pre-recorded. Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, steady trying to be about the business, too, y'all. I, I'm, 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 I'm doing all I can. But you know what's crazy? In the efforts that I make, I can do more. You know, my father used to tell me something when I was growing up. He said, son... When you've done your best and you've done all you can, sit still for a second and just do a little bit more. Always remember that. He said, when you've done the best you can and you can done all you can think of, he said, sit still for a minute and do some more. And you know what I've discovered in my life? Always have a little more. I ain't ever just out, out, out. Completely. I can't take another step. There ain't another breath in me. There ain't, there ain't another thought I can produce. I'm never completely out, man. Just take a rest for a minute, man. And then j- just do a little bit more. And that, that I can't tell you how many times that's helped me get over the top. You know, I was watching a, do- a documentary about people climbing uh, Mount Everest and how difficult climbing Mount Everest was. And how uh, they have on the hill something called like a death zone or killing zone where the majority of people run out of oxygen and they have to turn back. Well, what's crazy is it's, it's right in view of the summit. You can actually see the top of Mount Everest from there. But it's, but it's that little bit that's left that's just most difficult. Now, I, I, I forgot all the reasons why they said most people don't make it from there and, 
more people have lost their lives in that area. I, I don't know what it is. But the people that make it to the top of Mount Everest, they all had to go through that same zone or that same area. But they had a little bit more that allowed them to get to the top. You know, a lot of people have had accidents up there trying that, so I'm not even really sure if Mount Everest analogy is a good one. But let's just break it down a little bit more. Let's just talk about life. There's a poem I learned uh, back when I was pledging. It's called Don't Quit. It goes like this. If I make a mistake, I'm, I'm just trying to drum it up. So here we go. It says, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when your funds are low and your debts are high, when you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when cares are pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't quit. For life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us must sometimes learn. And many a fellow has turned about when he might have won had he stuck it out. So don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and a faltering man. And often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learns too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out. It's your silver tint of your clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worst that you mustn't quit. I remember it because I had a special method of helping you remember stuff back then, but I remembered it. And that poem right there has kept me. You know, I've, we often talk about scripture and, and everything, and, and I, don't, I don't see how I could live without it. But every now and then, man, somebody has a writing. God puts a writing on somebody's heart that delivers a message, man, that can help people. I use every motivational tool that I possibly can to climb this ladder of success or try to be the best father and the best husband I can be. I've done a lot of changing over the years, and so have you. But change is necessary in order to grow. If you don't make changes, folks, you can't grow. I was a young man on my set. I kept looking at him, man, a sharp little young dude just on my set. And he had these dreads, and I mean, they were, I, they were super long, man. They were well below the middle of his back. I mean, they were just long. And he kept talking to me, and he kept talking to me, and talking to me. So a young man kept talking to me, and I said, hey, man, you know, you do your a huge self a favor in the business you're in if you got a haircut. You would do yourself a huge favor. I said, your image is everything, man. I said, you keep stopping me in the hallway to try to tell me what you're doing, what you are. But all I see is your hair. And I keep trying to figure out what you're doing with all that hair, man. Now, you can feel how you want to feel, but I'm like an employer. I employ people. So when I'm walking through the hallway and I try to think of you traveling with me and you sitting in a meeting with me, I try to imagine you in your suit sitting there talking business with me. And so just like other employers are, I'm just having a real story with you. So I said, man, you ought to consider cutting your hair. He said, man, Mr. Harvey, I've been growing his hair since I was a little boy. 
I said, how old are you now? He said, 28. I said, well, how long you want to hang on to what you was when you was a little boy? You know, if you started growing your hair when you were a teenager, I mean, you're 28 now. What we, and I said, so let me help you understand something. Let me, let me ask you something. What does it do for you? He said, man, it's just who I am. It's, 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 it's. I said, so you your hair? He said, no, no, but it's a part of me. I say, that part of you that you're hanging on to, what does it do for you? I just like it. Well, dog, I like ice cream. But if, eat that, but if I hang on to ice cream and eat ice cream every single day, my body going to reflect that. What is it that you're hanging on to that you don't want to let go of that's prohibiting you from being what all you can be? See, it's hard to be what all you can be if you want to keep being all you was. Don't that make sense to you? So I'm, I can't tell you how many times I've had to change. Change is necessary to grow. You can't be all you can be if you want to keep hanging on to all you was. That don't make no sense. How do you go forward if you keep going backwards? You can't stay here and go there. Do you understand that? If you want to go over there, you must remove yourself from right here. Oh, I got right here is comfortable. I got right here is safe. But over there is where the shade is. Over there is where the fruit is. Over there is where the opportunity is. Over there is where the mountain of gold is. So why you stuck on here? You got to leave here to go over there. You can't be all you can be if you want to stay stuck on who you was. Change is growth is necessary, y'all. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, players, everybody, let me have your attention. Today is not going to be another one of them days. Today is a new day. New day. New day. New day. What day is it? A new day. A new day. Gonna be a new day. Is that a song? It's something. It says a song. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yes, Yes, Shirley Murdoch. Yeah. A new day brings reality. I was going to say, where is it aggravated? Yeah, I said, is that a song? But it's gonna be that. And Tommy, I heard you say nude day. Well, you know, I heard put a little you. naked and put a little naked in your day. Tommy, it's early too for all of that. To be naked, okay? And it's early. too cold. <laughs> we just got here. We just put our clothes on. Let's get it cracking. <laughs> oh, it's gonna crack if you naked. <laughs> naked <by outside. laughs> yeah, it's a little chilly out. It's a little chilly. <laughs> Happy Wait to warm yeah. up, as the old people say, warm up. How you feel? How you feel, warm Steve? Warm up, Steve. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, warm up. <laughs> it's going in there and warm up. Warm, warm that up. It's, it's in the kitchen on top of it, and just warm it up and eat it. Nothing wrong yeah. with it. Warm. The old people had a house hot no matter what time of the year. I can't say a word. I'm I, not going. Oh, hey man, let me tell you something, man. Like uh, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, we did. Uh, I took my family out on Thanksgiving, and we delivered meals, mm-hmm. uh, meals on wheels, mm-hmm. and we delivered all day, uh, you know, to families in need. Mm-hmm. We went into this old lady's house. Come on, hey man, it was so hot in there. It's so hell. 
And as soon as I walked in, Lord Jesus. What? Not you. Uh. <laughs> what is you doing down here, baby? <laughs> what? Did the TV people know you down here? <laughs> she went to her window and looked out the curtain. Ain't no police with you? <laughs> I said, no, ma'am. Oh, Lord, you want me to call my nephews? I said, for what? So they can watch over you? I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm from here. I heard you was, but you don't, it's, what time is it? I said, it's 12.30. Oh, you got a little time. I want you to be gone. You gonna stay till it's dark? I said, not here. I got to do a lot of other houses. Oh, I thought you were gonna stay a while. I said, no. Just drop this off. I got some more houses to take care of. I said all that to say it was the hottest house I've <laughs> ever been in in my entire life. And that conversation we had was taking too damn long. I have reached that age. I'm at that point in my life. That hot stage, Jay? Yeah, man. It's got to be hot. Really? Yeah. My room is my, my kids won't even come see me. It's too hot over there, Dad. Oh, that's the reason you made it. <laughs> your evil ass. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up next, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, uh, before we went to break, you were... <laughs> We were all making confessions. <laughs> I don't cook enough. Carla snapped. Uh, Tommy at the house. Yeah, <laughs> Tommy uh, was naked. Junior doesn't take his sister's calls, and you, sir, said you don't like watching your beautiful grandkids. And they are beautiful. They are. And why? What is that about, Steve? I don't like watching them. (laughs) What is that about? I don't have a lot of time. (laughs) Sitting up in here, I always got to tell them something. Boy, get down off of there. (laughs) Stop pulling her hair. Why y'all arguing? Papa Rose won't let me. Well, your baby, you don't need to. (laughs) Sitting up in here. Boy, I don't like Peppa Pig, ugly ass cartoon. Damn looking pig sitting up in here. Papa, let's watch Peppa Pig. Papa don't like Peppa Pig. You understand? Papa. I like watching Sports Center and CNN and Netflix. That's what I'm gonna watch. Papa, I want to drink of that. You can't drink McCallum, and don't ask me no damn more. Where is Marjorie? That's why they be having me watching that. Papa, we want a bedtime story. Your papa don't know no damn <laughs> Yes, you do. You know I a don't fairy know tale. No, I don't you're know. the greatest I storyteller you I, I know. But they don't be, they ain't none that kids supposed to hear. Do, do they lead the kids with you? Like, like lead the house and just, just. Yeah, you, you know, they'll go to no booze or something. And they know I don't want to go there and they'll watch. Okay, watch your kids. So I don't put them in the movie theater room. I got uh-huh. the big screen on. I got cartoons. Yeah. I mean, little movies, you know, The Incredibles uh-huh. and all this here. Uh-huh. And they want to talk and ask questions all like through the damn movie. like attention, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Why so you leave Emily... them in there? Or you, yeah, you're in there with them? No, nah, it's next to my office. So, you know. <laughs> but it's a so soundproof I, room. What is up? So- I leave them in there and then they'll come in here, Papa, Emily dying. Who is Emily? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know none of these people. Dog, I don't know none of these people right here. I don't like none of them. Then my Please. kids saying, because I done bought all of them iPads and stuff. <laughs> Dad, we don't want our children raised on iPads. Quit dropping them off over here. <laughs> what they need an iPad for? They need somebody to talk to other than me. And Steve, aren't your kids, aren't your grandkids vegan or something? Aren't there yeah, two of them vegan. That's uh-huh. another thing. Coming what? in here. 
Carly left uh, BJ with me one time. Oh, that's healthy, uh-huh. though. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, well, he came in my office. I was eating some ribs. And so <laughs> I gave ribs. him, you know, and he was just overjoyed. He was biting into the, His eyes got big. He kept looking at this it. Then he, good. Eat, then he eat it a little bit more. Then he looked at it. Then he eat a little bit more. Carly came in here. Daddy, what did you give him? I said, eating the rib. He don't eat meat. I said, yes, he do. <laughs> <laughs> he eat it right now. Oh, God. We don't it. do that at our house. You ain't at your house. <laughs> Quit coming in here asking me, man. Babysit. Raise these kids. Watch these kids. I watch these kids like I want to. <laughs> How long they been in the water? They, until they look like prunes. <laughs> You have to up. bathe them and all of that? Wow, no, Hey, let me tell you something. No, I put them in the swimming pool with their little raft around uh-huh. them where they can't, they can't climb out of it and they can't fall. Uh-huh. All you can do is move around. That's it. Well, okay. That's it. So, like, if the if the little girls stay over uh, uh, Rose and L or something, do you have to comb their hair and stuff? Oh, no. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, you just got the babies looking crazy, crazy. if they take a nap, oh, the girls. I don't care how they look. <laughs> you know, they cute. It's nighttime. Go to bed. But they so smart, man. Their uh-huh. vocabulary is extensive. Yes. They be talking. They ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Papa, I so you know, I was leaving one morning. Said, Papa, where you going? I said, I'm going to work. Papa, why you always go to work? Because y'all always eating groceries. <laughs> That's why I'm always <laughs> going to work. That's a good answer, too. Because y'all the ones that asked me getting skating rinks for your damn party and ice skating rinks. We had a damn reindeer in the backyard. Who you think pay for this one? <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you yelling Punk at the- ass ain't really that's we I bought a black Santa Claus back here. You know how much he cost? <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell the white ones is way cheaper. Damn, but I don't right. want y'all to have that like I didn't. Because there's more of them. There's more of them. Your yeah. black Santa Claus is high. <laughs> Supply and demand. Yeah, and then you got to get one that really know how to be Santa Claus. You can't have no fat black dude back there. Hey, what's up, little kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> you stupid. All this Supply stuff I done bought me. Why you always working? Because y'all keep eating. But they don't understand that, Steve. You have to talk to them, you know, on their level. The white Santa Claus is way cheap. You can't yeah, you tell I'm on them how level. much things cost. They don't understand that. They need to learn this here. <laughs> This the real world. <laughs> they too young. Yeah, they don't get it. They just know that they when too they young. Go, they too young for what? We to learn. Just have these life lessons. Yeah, to about. learn those lessons. Oh, they ain't too young to own the eight hundred dollar iPad. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight hundred dollars. <laughs> they not too young to ride in this damn Lamborghini car seat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who the hell? <laughs> we got car seat designer car seat. All the little grandkids got luxury automobiles plugged up in the in the garage. Aww, got Lamborghini. So no, they got Steve. little convertible Bentleys. They drive mm-hmm. when they come over. Oh, that's mm-hmm. adorable, Steve. So they talking about so one of them battery ran out. Noah's battery run out because he ride every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Noah come telling me, Paul, Paul, my car don't work. Well, it's oh, go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Pull your damn lip in and go do something else. <laughs> go in that damn TP I spent all that money for back there. <laughs> oh, my God. They do have a Lamborghini car seat. Look uh-huh. at this.
Is no, they, Tommy, I ain't making oh this up. Oh, my God. I ain't never seen Tommy. this. They got everything. <laughs> wow. Sitting up in here talking. Man, I don't like watching my, that's my confession. <laughs> okay. A 10-minute confession. I think we're Man. clear. <laughs> Very much so. I think we're clear. Oh, that's adorable. This is fly. I think we're really clear, Steve. I want a car seat. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, get one, Tommy. This is a real car seat. <laughs> this is a car seat, man. You want one like, for yourself? I ain't yourself? making this up. <laughs> you want one for yourself? What no, you Shirley. I put a little Jordan in one of these. What's it though? Oh. I mean, dude, you can fit in it, though. All right. Uh, we'll be back with the nephew and run that prank Tommy, back. Tommy, that's what I'm going to get you for your birthday. Shut up. <laughs> right after this. Lamborghini <laughs> car seat. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, the nephew is in the building. With Run That Prank Back. What you got, Neff? Y'all ain't married. Now run it. (laughs) Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Brian. Yeah, this is he. How you doing, Brian? My name is Daniel. I wanted to give you a call today. You you got a minute? Uh, Yeah. Okay, listen, um, you're you're Brian, um, Brian, right? You're married to, uh, to Althea? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, that's that, that's me. That's my wife. Yeah. Okay. Got a question for you. How long have you guys been married? Going on nine years now. We've been married. Now, who is this? My name is Daniel. Were were you um were were you guys married at at Greater New Missionary Baptist Church? Uh, let me see. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the name of that church. Yeah. Greater. About nine years. Yeah. That's right. What, why? What's going on? What, what you asking me all these questions for? Okay. Do you remember the 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 the, the minister that officiated your actual uh, wedding ceremony? Yeah, that was uh, Reverend. Reverend. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got the right person. I wanted to make sure I had the right person, uh, Brian. So I'm I'm sorry if it if it seemed a little weird to you. Here's right. here's what's going on. We've just come up with a new discovery. A lot of information that uh, Reverend. None of his credentials are true. Everything is false. He's not a minister at all. He never was a minister. And every single wedding ceremony that he officiated is basically null and void. So, and I hate to be the the, the bearer of bad news, but you and Althea, even though you think you've been married for nine years, you guys are not married at all. No, 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 no. No, Doc, you got to have the wrong person. Cause me and that thing, we got we got married about nine years ago, and Reverend he he the preacher. I I I I know that. I know that. What I'm telling you is, he 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 never was ordained. He's never been an ordained minister. He's not a minister at all. So when he performed this ceremony, your wedding ceremony, he had no right to be doing that. You guys are not are not married. You know, you guys have been living in sin for nine years. Hold on, hold hold on, Doc. Let me tell you something. I ain't been living in no sin. Me and my wife, we have been married for nine years, and that man, he's a preacher. I'm telling you, he's a preacher. I heard him preach last Sunday. Sir, as of today, he has, he has no right to be in anybody's pulpit. He has no right to be officiating, whether it's weddings or funerals, no matter what it is, christenings for children. He's not allowed to do that, and we have uh, officially stopped him from doing anything serving under uh, uh, as being a pastor or a minister. We have stopped that. But what I want you to know is that you have been living in sin, and you don't you. That we want to try and get you guys married as soon as possible, so you're not living in sin. 
Oh, no, Doc. I ain't been living in no sin. I have been married for nine years. This woman, she has been taking care of me and my kids for the past nine wait, wait, years. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Now, you, you, guys have, you guys have children? Yeah, yeah. we, we got two, two kids. Two beautiful kids. Okay, then those kids are bastards. Bastards? Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you something. My kids ain't no bastards. What about your kids? Your kids are bastards? No, sir. My, kid, my kids were born in wedlock. Your kids have been born out of you, wedlock. I'm telling you. That man did my service, and he is a preacher. He's a man after God's own heart himself. He done done everything that, that he could for me and my family. He is a preacher. Sir, I, I, don't, I, I know it's hard for you to, to, to swallow the truth, but I want you to know, and I need you to be able to tell Althea that you guys are not married, not as of right now. No, no. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, back in the olden days, but before all these all these colleges and stuff came came about, you telling me that them men back in the old days that they wasn't no preachers, that they wasn't men, men after the cloth? Is that what you're saying to me? Uh, what what are you what are you what are you what are you getting at, sir? What I'm trying to say is, back in the older days, back in the 20s and 30s, they didn't have all these colleges and all these degrees and stuff like these new preachers got these days. That man now, he was from back then, and God called them, and that's what they went on to. And all them people that they married back then, they did the same thing today. You don't need no degree to say that, that you're a preacher. You don't need no license to say you, you're a preacher. Me and my wife, we've been married for nine years. My kids have been born in wedlock. We were Sir. married. We were married by Reverend My friends and family, they was all there. Sir, the bottom line is that you have been living in sin because you have not been married with your wife for the last nine years, and your kids, I, I, I hate to say it, your kids are bastards. Now, hold on now. I done told you. Don't say nothing else about my kids. See, now, I ain't no cusser, but don't push me. My kids ain't no bastards. You understand me? You don't get me up. Sir, I'm trying to give you the truth and try to get you in here and get you married so you will not be living in sin any more than what you are. I ain't living in no sin. Look, now you going to make me whoop your ASS. You understand? Me and my wife, we have been married for nine years. Don't sit up here and call me talking about that we ain't married. That man ain't no preacher. You understand? Now get off my so, phone. But you, that's my wife. Those are my kids. They have been born in wedlock. You understand? Sir, sir, I, I, I just wanted to call and give you the information so that you could probably stop living in sin. That's all I wanted to do. I ain't living in no sin. That's what I just told you. You ain't hear me? I ain't living in no sin. Maybe you the one that's living up in some sin. Now, you ain't got nothing to say to me. That man has married us nine years ago. Now, get sir, your ASS off my phone. Sir, sir, I, sir, I have one more thing. I, one more thing I'd like to say you to you, You ain't got nothing else to say to me. You ain't get your ASS off my DAM phone. Now, do you understand me? Oh. I ain't got time for this foolishness. Sir, can I say one more thing? What you got to say to me now? I just wanted to let you know that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife, Althea, got me to prank phone call you. Oh, man. Oh, oh Lordy. <laughs> doc, doc, yeah. Uh-huh. Doc, yeah. I almost went in on you, Doc. You almost made me go there. Yeah, I'm going to get it. You say, I see you put you up to this. I see you got me to prank you, man. Wow, man. Oh, man. Hey, man, you all right with me, brother. I got to ask you something, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> 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 what y'all think? <laughs> we think you're Thank crazy. You're Thanks for uh-huh. all too much. Uh-huh. Thank you all. I'm just asking, what y'all think? You know what we I think. We need a doctor. <laughs>
Playing with yeah. people's marriage licenses. No. Fake pastors uh. and stuff. Uh. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. Somebody <laughs> got to do it, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve. Jay and Junior are here with some pointers for people. Okay. Oh, okay. So no matter what you're into, whether it's drinking alcohol or smoking mm-hmm. uh, legally now, this is how you know when you've had enough and it's time to what? Put, time to put it, it down. down. Yeah. yeah. It's time to put it down. All right, Jay, go ahead. Okay. When you got your light on your phone, your light is on your phone, uh-huh. and you're looking for your phone, <laughs> it's time to put it down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's absolutely true. It's in your hand. <laughs> June, you got one? Yeah, and all mine is real. I don't care if he is listening this morning, but this mm-hmm. is what he going to stop. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, look here. Uh, uh, if you if you steady drinking O.E., uh-huh. but every time you hear a police siren, you grab me, put the O.E. down. <laughs> you don't need to drink this no more. I'm tired of tearing my clothes up every time police go by. I'm not going to sit here and do this with your Uncle Jay. <laughs> he know who he is. No, every time I call him, whoo! Ah! No, put it down. Okay, all right. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh-huh. You throwing out a turkey to make Thanksgiving dinner, and it ain't even Thanksgiving. It's time to put it down. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It's just Tuesday? Throwing out a turkey to it's make just Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. It's just Tuesday. <laughs> he got another. He got another. If you say what or huh in the conversation more than five times, what? it's time to put it down. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Huh? What about what? 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 Huh? I got one. Here we go. I'm good. Here we go. How about this, Steve? If you like what you smoking on both ends, <laughs> it's time to put it down. Man. Oh, you light it on both ends. Yeah. 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 Cool. You got yeah, one up? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. If I come over your house uh-huh. and I walk upstairs and you playing PlayStation and you got the headphones on, dog, whatever you is, you doing, you, it's time to put that down. You <laughs> fit it, dog. Right. Who the hell is you talking to with headsets on? <laughs> With a PlayStation controller in your hand. <laughs> the hell is you smoking? I got one for you. Down. I told you we were going to get in. Been in. Now I know what you're Don't talking about. Don't get in. Get in. Get in. <laughs> this happened with a friend of mine. Uh-huh. If you driving. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we done sat at this light and it didn't change green <laughs> three times. Yeah. 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 We still there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But <laughs> staring at the windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you get, you get time for you put it down, though. It's time to put, yeah. it's time to put it down. Time I got one. Down. All right, you you decide to bake a cake, uh-huh. and you waiting for the cake to be done. Uh-huh. You got all the ingredients in the pan, but what you did was you stuck it in the dishwasher, and you waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time yeah. to put it down. Time to put it down. The oven's yeah. over there. You don't need no more. Yeah, I got you, one. If you done got hungry and you done decided you want some pinto beans uh-huh. and you soaking them uh-huh. 
and you just get a spoon and sit down and start eating them while they sucking. And don't. Try to put that down. You got to quit smoking. So you just got to. Raw pit. All right, Steve, let's get to the news. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Good morning, everybody. President Biden is condemning yesterday morning's assassination of the president of Haiti, Jovenel Moise. Uh, Moise was uh, shot dead in his home overnight, and the country's first lady, Martine Moise, was also shot. But she survived. She's now being treated in a Florida hospital and listed in critical but stable condition. Forces in Haiti had been calling for Moise to leave office, saying that his term was up. But his supporters said, well, they wanted him to stay because, first of all, they said he started his term late and he should serve out the full five years. Years. Haitian officials have declared the country under a state of siege. They've closed the country's international airport. Meanwhile, Haitian law enforcement killed four suspected assailants in a gun battle yesterday and arrested two others. Despite the lousy weather, courtesy of Tropical Storm Elsa, the remains of 18 more bodies were recovered yesterday from the rubble of that collapsed condo in Surfside. That brings the number of confirmed dead to 54, with 86 others still missing or unaccounted for. Given the weather, though, Governor Ron DeSantis says things could have been worse. Clearly, this could have been worse, but you're always better to be prepared. And so that's what we did. And we're happy that everyone had all hands on deck over the last couple of days. Rescue teams say there's no sign that any of the victims recovered so far survived the initial collapse. Most It happened later overnight, um, and they feel that most people were probably asleep in the bed. The mission has now sadly moved from rescue to recovery. Meanwhile, else is making its way through Georgia, through the Carolinas. Donald Trump suing Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube over their suspending of his accounts. All three social media platforms dropped him after his supporters attacked the Capitol. Trump has now filed a class action complaint in federal court in uh, Florida, accusing Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube of censuring conservatives. We're demanding an end to the shadow banning, a stop to the silencing, and a stop to the blacklisting, banishing, and canceling that you know so well. The uh, new suits are just the latest move in Trump's long-running feud with social media platforms that he uses to wind up his base. More bad news for former mayor and Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani's law license has now been suspended in Washington, D.C. Giuliani's law, law license was suspended in New York, remember, last month for pushing lies about the presidential election, specifically that Donald Trump won it and, and there was all this fraudulent stuff going on. And sad news, actress Suzanne Douglas has passed. Suzanne Douglas featured in several movies like The Inkwell, Tap, but she's perhaps best known as Robert Townsend's wife, Jerry, on the sitcom The Parenthood. Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday to me. Let's get <laughs> Suzanne Douglas lost her battle against cancer. She was 64. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We here at the Steve Harvey Morning Show love food, all of us, but uh, there are a lot of foods we think are from other countries that are actually invented in the good old USA. And those are uh, some of the most famous ones like fortune cookies invented right here. Yeah, it was actually invented in San Francisco by a Japanese American baker. Mm -hmm. Did y'all know that? Did you know that, Steve? I did. Fortune cookies taste good. They don't taste good. I like them with uh, chocolate, <laughs> white chocolate on them. Mm-hmm. Then they're good. So I didn't know they were like good. fortune cookies ain't overseas. They don't, they don't have them. Shirley, Shirley, excuse me. White uh-huh. chocolate is the worst thing you can put in your body. I absolutely know that, but it tastes real good. 
That's all wow. I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I thought okay. from you a very wonderful health reason, and you just destroyed it. I know that. No, I, I do. eat it any damn way. Okay, yeah, when so. I, yeah, I don't eat it now, but yeah, I used to, and it's delicious. Orange chicken. How about that one? That's good. Yeah. yeah. It was created in Hawaii in 1987 by Panda Express chef uh, Andy Kao. Or Kao. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I, sure yeah. like I didn't know that either. Steve, I don't need a bunch of that. Who came up with them noodles at Crush Station? Who came up with them? They did. I know. They Garth did. You can't copy it. German chocolate cake. Came German. My mama. My mama. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my mama. It has. I don't nothing. know who made it before. I don't, I don't know who made it before. Uh-oh. Ain't nobody making it like her though. Ilos Vera Harvey, greatest piece of German chocolate cake on mm. the planet. Wow. I have to. I have Earth. to go with him on this. German chocolate. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it has nothing to do with Germany. Uh, it's because of its name, Samuel German, that it's called yeah. German chocolate. Well, we, cake. Black people did perfected it. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that coconut. Hello. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't know what that first one like. <laughs> We've had a lot taken from us, so hey, ride it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Over right, cake. So we took, you, we took cake. the cake, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I love it, Tommy. We love German chocolate <laughs> cake. All right, English muffins. Uh-huh. English muffins. They're from England. Not from they? England? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. They were actually invented in New York City in 1984 by English yeah. immigrant Samuel Bass Thomas. They were, orig- they were originally girl, called Girl, this list crumpets. ain't nothing. Let me give you some real dishes that was created right here in America. Okay. Mm. Come on, what you got? Chitlins. Yes, yeah. work it out, boy. Yeah. Whether they want to be or not. Fried Spam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hot dogs in pork and beans. Yeah, it's an American dish. (laughs) All right, uh, there you have it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, sometimes we all find ourselves in a conversation, okay? Be it political, scientific, educational, financial, even hip-hop, pop culture-based conversations where we just have no clue, I mean, clueless to what the person is talking Come about, on. okay? So, so guys... That's what Shirley do with sports. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Busted. So, do you guys chime in and ask people to to uh, get you up to speed, or do you just uh, nod in agreement like you know, you know, like no, you're in No, I, I actually so, get in the conversation. I wanted do to start really? with you, Steve. Yeah. Yes. I go, go ahead. and get in the conversation. Uh-huh. Like, bring up a subject where you know I ain't got nothing, to, no, I don't know nothing about it. Uh, engineering, making uh, a bridge. Oh man, you know when uh, me and my father, man, used to work construction. I, you know, I used to work on bridges. Mm. We used oh, to really? have the cracks in the bridge. Uh huh. So I knew all about the structural design of a bridge and what called the fractured spaces in it. And and, I just and did it the, like that. Yeah. yeah. Did you or your father go to engineering school? I mean, take oh, engineering no. and <laughs> no, no, I never did. Did he have they a just build and bridge a construction yeah. company or? Oh no 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 yeah. no. We work for this company, Frank Buddy, oh. Frank oh. Buddy Contract. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever driven Frank. over a bridge? Oh I mean, hell yeah, I've been on a lot of okay. bridges. That's how we knew how they cracked, you know. 
<laughs> the structural engineering position is what we would take hold was the uprooted problem that diverted mm-hmm. the situation into a crack yeah, in the first place. Well, he sound good. I, 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 <laughs> I can't have know nothing what he's talking against. about. Yeah. There's like yeah. a board game like this. Go, go ahead, go uh, ahead, go Carl. Ahead. I was gonna ask him though, Shirley. So how would you? What, what would you recommend to update a bridge? Well, know, I think updating is a uh, uh, very, like very simple. Like the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge has been needing update mm-hmm. and repair. And you know, been several er- earthquakes that re- weakened the foundation. But I think what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to do a section at a time. I think we're gonna have to break that bridge in half so we can have just one way traffic going one way. And then once you get the one one uh, lane blocked off, and then you can do the restructural work on the other side. And then you reinforce it up under with welding beams, and that'll join them back together. And that way, they'll fix that whole thing. You know, we need more gold. You mentioned yeah. earthquakes. Um, yeah. I was wondering. You know, we're out here in LA. What you know? A lot of seismologists have been on the news lately, mm-hmm. saying there's a possibility right. that there could be an earthquake Absolutely. coming up soon. Yeah. You you agree with that? Four point seven. A four point hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. How, what what how are you basing you know that? that on? Yeah, because last, last one's four point six. Oh. <laughs> you predict? <laughs> are you a seismologist by any chance? Or you have you know anybody that is? No, I'm a I'm a quakeologist. How's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> quake? Anybody know yeah, about that's what that is? <laughs> yeah. After show. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So far, so good. Yeah. No, go I ahead. Go I ahead. Can't even I, go ahead. Anything. anything, just anything. I can, I can get right with it. Yeah. Anything. Houses. Houses. You know a lot about houses. Hell yeah. Being I grew up in a housing project. That, I'm that I meant seismologist. I said seismologist. See, that's why I said quake. You said a quake Because I knew you didn't know what you were talking. About. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know anything about designing airplanes? Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. You mean like the engines and stuff, or inside well, of which the one plane, you the decor? About? Well, let's go big. Yeah, the yeah. Well, let's yeah. go big. How, do, how does it fly? Absolutely. Rolls Royce is the number one engine manufacturer of uh, jet planes uh, in the world right now. Now that I believe. No, that's uh-huh. from talk. you. Yeah, okay. that I believe from Rolls Royce is number one uh, jet manufacturer of engine parts mm-hmm. and motors in the world today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so whatever I'm picking out of plane, I always go Rolls Royce engine. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What, what's mm-hmm. the best um, feat to, to get up, um, altitude? To well, get you want to fly at least 33,000, but mm. if you're in a uh, more <laughs> substantial plane, you can get up to 49,000, which then, at wow. that point, what? you can see the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. I cannot argue this. I this guess so. You're up, there, you up there in heaven almost. Yeah, if you 49,000 feet in a G5, you can see the curvature of the earth ahead. Wow. The planet. But you can see that the world is round. Wow. Oh, man. So, no, there, and that's a fact. Too. Is it, it really is. Uh, well, I can't uh, argue with you because I have no idea. I My know about the 33,000 altitude. All right, Steve, thank you. Uh, up next, it is the nephew switching gears with a prank phone call for today right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it is my strawberry letter for today's subject. He wants me, but not the children. Hmm. Right now, it is the nephew's turn with today's prank phone call. What you got, King of Pranks? Uh, work husband. Oh. Y'all understand that, don't you? Work husband. Work husband. 
Wow, I said my W. Did you hear that? I did. You her, her what? Yeah, I did. It was so natural, I didn't even notice it until you brought it he up. He didn't notice it. Uh-huh. It scared him. He focused and said now. Work her... One more time. Work her husband. It's not work. the husband where you have the issue. Yeah, you ain't even got to say <laughs> husband. Yeah. Work no, husband. No. Where? Where? <laughs> Were you here? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Quirk. Quirk. Quirk Work. Stop blowing before you say it. He went to class. He went to a W class to try to. Yeah, he went to that. Yeah, he flunked. Uh, how long was the class? A week? Quirk husband. That how was, was that? It was that was there. Yeah, that was almost there. Yeah. I didn't hear but, it. Quirk husband. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you made me start over. Damn. Are we going to hear the prank? Yeah, let's play it. Quir- play it. Just play it. Hey. <laughs> he can say play. <laughs> he can say- and he can say husband. <laughs> just run it, man. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, 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 Gary. Gary. Who is this? Hello? Who is this? Hey, this is Tony, man. I uh, I work with your wife, Pam. Is is she all right? Oh yeah, she's fine. She's fine, man. I'm I, I'm I'm one of her coworkers, man. I wanted to reach out to you. Um, you know, I've been working with her quite some time. I'm, I'm kind of like what they call a, a, a work husband, man. She, you, you may have heard her mention me before, Tony. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. Cause I, I may be a little sleep. What did you say, a, a husband? No, 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 nothing like that, man. There ain't but one husband here. Okay, no, I got that. I'm a work husband. You know, you know, like you know, it'd be just some, something playful at the job. They'd be saying playful at the work. What are you talking about? Well, you know, just just some you know playful. They'd be saying you know uh, uh, when you hang around somebody a lot, they say he's a work husband or your work wife. You know, something like that. But nothing, nothing, nothing heavy. Nothing heavy at all, man. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, what's, what's up, man? I mean, what's up? Well, well, I was calling, man, trying to ask you uh, uh, how how long um, how long have you and Pam been married? <laughs> Wait, wait, what's your, what's your name again? My name is Tony. Oh, okay. Um, we've been married about eight or nine years. I mean, what's up? How, how, how long do you do, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much longer do you see y'all y'all being married? <laughs> I, I kind of do, mind you. I, okay, what? Hold up. How'd you get this number again, man? Like, I got, no, I got, the, I got the number out of uh, out of Pam's phone, man. I wanted to call you myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Out of, out of my wife's phone? Yeah. Dog, I don't I don't even ask. Hold on. Whoa. Why are you in my wife's phone, man? No, dude. I mean, I, I just got it off a desk, man. I wanted to, I wanted to, um, you know, I, I wanted to reach out to you, man, and kind of have, a, like, a private conversation with you. That's all. For what? First of all, why are you in my wife's phone? You calling me? Dude. I mean, this is, this, this, how, this, this husband thing? It's really, it's really blowing me right no, now. No, no, it's just, no, it's just really a work, it's just I mean, a work husband, man. That's all it is. What is a work husband? What are you, what are you doing with my wife? You know, that's just like, you know, like, you know, I'll bring her some coffee and donuts to the job, or you know, get her some lunch coffee. and stuff, man. If, if she don't wait, feel like going, wait, my wife don't even like donuts, and, and we got a new coffee machine just two weeks ago. So why are you bringing my wife food? Hey, man, listen. Really, I really, I basically, I just called for this here. How long, how long do you foresee y'all being married? To death do us part? What the do you mean? How long we gonna be married? What's your name again? 
Tony. Tony, man. Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, I don't give a damn. You asking me these? Hold on. Let, 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 me, let me call my wife. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. So, so, hold on. Hello? Hello? Gary? Pam. Gary? Look, Pam, you better call me within two minutes. Right now, it's 1038. You better call me by 1040 or your black will be sleeping outside. Hello? Now, now, now Tori. Hello? Now, yes. Are you why you do that? Why you call her, man? This this will be a conversation me and you having together. No, 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 no. You talking about you? You my wife's work husband. It ain't but one husband up in here. One. I she understand. got my last that's, name, that's and just... she don't keep it till death do us part. Now I'm glad you called me on a Friday. I'm so glad because I got all weekend to think about that whooping I'm gonna give you. Cause this out here now. Hey man, hey man. All I'm trying to figure out. How much longer do you think you want to be married to her? Oh, well, yeah, this whooping going to be phenomenal. All right, you better get right with Jesus on Sunday, because I guarantee you, you're going to meet him Monday morning. Hey, hey, I'm hey, listen, all I'm trying to early. say, man, if, if I'm you... I'm taking my you, wife up there early, and I want to see your black I'm just trying to adult. All I'm saying is if you didn't want to be, be married to her any longer, then maybe we could work something out. That's all I'm asking, no, man. I'm just trying to have a nice... work out, partner. All we need to work out is be there Monday, because I'm sure the hell going to be there bright and early Monday waiting for your work husband, my Okay, look, man, I'm not going to sit there go back. I'm, I'm not trying to... Look, all I'm trying to do is have a deeper man-to-man conversation with you, man. All right? You don't, you don't call me talking about you bringing my wife donuts and coffee and all up in her phone? This ain't no decent conversation. Hey, man, I, I'm her work husband, dog. Everybody, everybody, most people have a work husband or a work wife, man. That's that's known in the corporate world. A work husband. You hear what I'm saying? What? A work husband and you. I'm going to be there Monday, 8 o'clock. Hey, man, I'm not finna see and go back. Look, you know what? I'm, I'm finna just call Pam. I just call Pam. Oh, she probably call me back in about a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah, we're gonna wait for her to call me back. Work husband, my on this on a Friday. Okay, well, that, uh, it, was just a, it was just a question, man. I'm just trying to see if you didn't want to, maybe we could work something out. So, if, if I find out if there's any truth to anything you're saying, oh, it's gonna be a lay down night tonight. Yeah, ain't nobody finna do nothing to my baby. I mean, ain't nobody finna your do baby. nothing to Pam. What? Did you just call my wife your baby? No, I, I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, Monday, Mr. Work Husband. Hey, man, I'm not finna. I got one more thing I need to say to you, man. No, you ain't got nothing to say to me. Say Stop. Monday. I, no, Monday. no, no. I got something else I need to say to you. Are you listening? You better talk to Jesus, because I'm going to be up there Monday at 8. Okay, I got I got one more thing I need to say. Is you you got nothing to say to me except Monday. I, got, I do got one more thing to say to you. Go, go ahead, go ahead. I said, is you listening? I'm listening, Mr. Workhouse. Well, guess what I want to tell you? Tell me. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your brother, Eric. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Eric put you up to this. <laughs> I'm so glad this is a joke. Because <laughs> somebody was about to die. <laughs> I'm going to see Eric. So. You all right, man? Oh, man, that's a good one. You all right? Oh, I need a drink. <laughs> oh, man. Man, yeah, man. Hey, I got one more thing I got to ask you, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what y'all think? Crazy. Carla is my work, work wife. <laughs>
Cool. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. Ask them. Oh, do you have a problem? Being my. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. About to be married to your stupid bitch. I want a new husband. Well, one, you can't say work. That's embarrassing, Carla. Why is your word? That's got an H in it. Carla's embarrassed. You can't say work. That's A. Work wife. What? And you're struggling with wife. (laughs) (laughs) It's time uh, next for the Strawberry Letter subject. He wants me, but not the children. We'll do the letter right Mm -hmm. after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right now, it is time for today's Strawberry Letter. If you need some advice on relationships, on work, on sex, on dating, on parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Right, Steve? Tell them. I think that's absolutely correct. And you really don't have many options because Miss Abby has passed. Oh, you mean like Dear Abby? Yeah. That used to have the column yeah. in the she newspaper? Dear Abby. Wow. Wow. She passed. So it's just us. That's back when we used to get the paper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, we could be reading your letter live on the air like we're going to read this one today. Come on, nephew. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Subject, he wants me, but not the children. Hmm. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 49-year-old female married to a 49-year-old man. We have five children and five grandchildren. Here is the problem. My current husband. No, he says, I have. I have five children and five grandchildren. Right. Okay. Not we. Oh, okay. Here is the problem. My current husband is not the father of my children. I married this man when my children were young, so he's been in their lives for a very long time. My youngest son just graduated from high school and will be going away for college. So now my husband thinks that we are done raising children, and from now on, it will be just the two of us. He has said that he that we don't have to worry about the kids anymore because they are all grown and have their own lives. So am I not supposed to So am I not supposed to be involved with my children since they are no longer living at home? My children range from ages 32 to 18 years old and all five of them live in different states. I want to see them and my grandkids as often as I can. In fact, I'd like to move closer to them. My husband does not want anything to do with them, period. He doesn't want to visit them and he doesn't want them to visit us. He said uh, that they don't need to come for the holidays. <laughs> what the hell? He really thinks <laughs> that because they are adults, I am supposed to forget that they exist. I understand that these are our golden years and we should be enjoying uh, quality time together and traveling the world. But our travels should also include trips to see my children. If he's really serious, I may have to spend my golden years alone. Stephen Shirley, can you please help me? Well, uh, your letter started off nicely, so I'll put it like this. Your husband, I'm sure, feels like he's done his job and it's over. These were not his kids. He raised them anyway. He's been in their lives uh, since they were really young, so he's done. And uh, not being their biological dad, like I said, the ties are cut. He has no connection, really, to them, it seems. Um, uh, he, He cut them off, and his concentration is now on you and you guys' future together. He wants to live. He wants to live his life, you know, and and do all of those things. But now I think that he's being very unrealistic when he says the children, he doesn't want the kids to come and see you or he doesn't want you to go see the kids. 
How is that? I mean, really, that that's a bit uh, unrealistic, especially if it makes you happy to see your kids. You're his wife. He should want to see you happy and do those things that make you happy. I mean, it, it's very unrealistic to say that he really thinks that because they're adults, you're supposed to forget that they exist. No, that that's not the issue. And he knows that's not the issue. Um they are grown and they are living their own lives. That part is definitely true. But you guys got to come to some kind of uh, compromise in terms of when you see the kids and when you go see the kids. Even if you just go by yourself, you have to see your kids. These are your kids, Steve. You're a parent. Now, he wants me, but not the children. Okay, that I can relate to. I don't want mine either, though. God, <laughs> and on any day between the seven of them, you can come get four, just like that. <laughs> but we are parents. You're 49. Your man's 49. You got five children and five grandkids. Uh, he's not the father of the kids. Your youngest son just graduated high school, going away to college. So now your husband thinks that we done raising children, and from now on it'll just be the two of us. He has said that we don't have to worry about the kids no more. Because they all grown and have their own lives. Okay, are you kidding me? You really think that's how it goes? Do you know that you are a parent for life? Hmm. You may not be a husband or a wife for life, (laughs) but once you become a parent, you're a parent for life. Now, there are some good ones out there and there are some bad ones out there. I got it. You, sir, are about to turn into a bad one because you don't get it. You are in your golden years. You said that later in the letter. Your kids are from 32 to 18. All of them live in different states. And you want to see your kids and your grandkids. Matter of fact, you want to move closer to them. Your husband don't want nothing to do with them, period. He doesn't want to visit them, and he doesn't (laughs) want them to visit us. He says they don't need to come for the holiday. (laughs) What the hell? That's so crazy. Well, baby, that's what the lady typed. Don't need to come for the holidays. What the hell? What the hell is right? Come on, man. Are you for real, bruh? You gonna just act like you never met these people? He gotta come home. He's not ready to live on his own. And I got that the kids range from 32 to 18. Man, do you know how much advice they need? How much help they need? Financial support they need? Come on, man. That ain't how this work, man. You crazy. He don't want them to visit. He don't want them to come for the holidays. What the hell? He thinks that because they are adults, I'm supposed to forget that they exist. That's the craziest part of it. Mm -hmm. You got to be nuts. It doesn't work that way. Come on, man. I understand that these are our golden years. You ain't but 49. Hell. Golden (laughs) But if that's how you want to look at it, okay, cool. And that we should be enjoying quality time together and traveling the world. Plans should also include trips to see my children. If he's really serious, I may have to spend my golden years alone. We'll We'll be be back. What'd you say, Steve? I said, we'll be back. All right. Uh, We will be back at 23 after with part two of Steve's response to He Wants Me, but not the children. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, uh, part two of today's Strawberry Letter, the subject. He wants me, but not the children. Wow. Well, the youngest one that graduated, the boy, is five kids. None of them his. 
Nah, he going wild. They graduated, they gone, we threw it in. They out. He's saying no, they have their own lives, they're adults, they should be able to make it on their own. I want to see my grandkids as often as I can, is what the woman says. In fact, I want to move closer to them. My husband don't want anything to do with them, period. He don't want to visit them. He don't want them to visit us. He said they don't need to come for the holiday. What the hell? I t- the holiday. That lady so. said, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, she don't, did. We don't come for the holidays. What is Christmas about? Exactly. Mm. He really thinks that because they're adults, I'm supposed to forget they exist. I understand that these are golden years and we should be enjoying quality time together and traveling the world, but I travel plans and record trips to see my children. If he's really serious, I may have to spend my golden years alone. Steve and Shirley, can you please help me? He wants to check out. Mm -hmm. In essence, he wants to check out. He wants to say that I've done my duty. I raised these kids to the best of my ability. I've contributed. And now they gone. That's it. I'm chilling. Uh, I wish that was the case. But, honey, why don't you want to see the kids? I mean, it, did something happen? We've already seen the kids. Well, yeah, you've seen them <laughs> since they were young. I mean, and they, they live their own lives now. I saw all I needed to see when they was here. I'm tired. I've been working, paying bills, putting kids to college. And we, c- covering up dreams. I bought that boy that carving machine. Yeah. All that. I don't, and, I don't want to do this no more. And, honey, we appreciate it so much, but these are my kids. I have to see them on the holidays. That's what the holidays are for, family. On the holidays? Yes, family. Like Thanksgiving, like Christmas. Yes. When? Like Thanksgiving, like Christmas. <laughs> we ain't going down there. I've already made arrangements for them to come here. They finna come where? Here, here to the house. That, I, I'm, you know, getting the big Christmas tree and everything. They're gonna. We just got rid of. We just got rid of the damn boy. And what the hell are you inviting them back for? They gonna think we want them. Well, he has to have somewhere to go when he's out of school for Christmas break. School on when he ain't down there one of them international school. <laughs> but he, I want him to come home. I miss them. I carried them for nine months. This is my see, blood. See, see, you raising these kids to be nothing but chumps. That was wrong right here. He's a great kid. He He's in college now. He's a great kid. Well, let him fend for himself. <laughs> Go on, make it. You know, he ain't got no way to get a job. Wow, I, I don't understand. I mean, you were so good with them when they were young and helping me raise them. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, who are I you? I don't know who days. you are. I don't know you. <laughs> I was just counting the days. What do you mean you were counting the days? Till they got out this house. <laughs> <laughs> but you were so good. They call you daddy. You're not even their biological ain't, dad. Everybody ask them to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, they won't call me daddy because they can't find that. <laughs> That's all that was. Well, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I, I really appreciate that you were there for me, there for my kids. I know you do, baby. I appreciate it. Now, mm-hmm. I want you to be here for me. Well, I am here for you, but I'm also a all mom. All of you, all the time. No, all that. The mom day is over with. No, the mom days are never over with, honey. No, they is over with. They gone. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, they ain't, no, they not because you keep inviting them back. <laughs> Leave them where they at, girl. <laughs> These are my kids, and this is my house, too. They're coming home for the holidays, okay? I'll be there. I put my foot down. That's All how it's these going years, down. I've been raising these kids, waiting them to get the hell out, and then we invite them back over for the holiday. It's just There's for so a few days. There's so many people going to be in here. We ain't got nowhere. We, we ain't going to be able to put a tree up. <laughs> 
We're going to put a tree up right over there by the window. We're put a tree up. Where, where you, if, we, if you put a tree up over there and then all these people come in the house, we ain't going to be decorated. It's just five kids and five grandkids and their spouses. That's ten people. Look at this living room. <laughs> well, then maybe we need a bigger house because I'm not getting rid of my kids. A bigger house? Yes, yeah, a bigger house. Girl. <laughs> not girl. <laughs> not girl. We can finally got all them people out of here. We need here. We need a big house. It's just for a few days during the holidays, honey. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sing Christmas carols. Yeah. No. no. Matter of fact, I want this house to stay the same size so they can grow. They they already outgrowed it. And who's gonna? Ha- we need a bigger house. Who's gonna help me cook? That's what we love doing. That me and the girls cooking together. Well, come preparing on, Christmas dinner baby, and Thanksgiving baby, dinner. Baby, 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 huh? Baby, you, you ain't ever been able to cook. <laughs> now we're gonna stop this damn joke right here. <laughs> you didn't got you real. Think you now, Shirley, in, this Shirley. is the woman if in the ladder. That you gonna try to slide in that you can cook, we're gonna end this damn strawberry. The woman right in now. the letter can cook. No, see? well the woman reading the letter tried to slide in who's who gonna help you cook. That's what we've been trying to find out since two thousand. <laughs> All right, then if we I don't know what that little Mexican man he gets married to. Amarillo or what his name is. His name is Ernesto and he's not Mexican. Ernesto the black mm. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so are you Steve or are you still the man in the letter? Make up your mind. I'm not man in the letter, but what you tried to slide in was a cooking compliment by yourself, and I ain't finna let you do it. Now, Shirley, you can't cook. This has <laughs> nothing to do with me. Who gonna help me cook? Yeah. A- anybody. I'm speaking as the woman in the letter. All right, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Uh, email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at Steve Harvey FM, or you can go to my girl Shirley. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, uh, time to play comedy roulette. Comedy roulette. Yes. Comedy roulette. Let's go, baby. Yeah. You want to explain it quickly, Jay? We take four subjects, put them on the wheel, <laughs> spun the wheel. Where it stop? We'll do the damn thing. All right, here we go. Things people say who don't watch television. Mm-hmm. Things a know-it-all will say. Stuff you say when you break something that doesn't belong to you. And <laughs> movie roles. Tommy could definitely play Spin the what? Wheel. What? <laughs> well, we know where the hell it's going to stop. <laughs> well, we know where it's going to stop. <laughs> oh, I promise Come on. You ain't even about to spin Come it. On, this man. happened by mistake. Man, I promise you. Movie roles. Tommy definitely could play. God. Wrong, let's go. Oh, my Here we God. go, Jay. Right. Oh, man. Team Tommy, come on. He could play the Hulk. <laughs> when he was a boy. No, the Hulk, all grown up. I'm Team Tommy yeah. all the way. The Hulk. Jesus, movie Rose nephew Tommy could play yeah. Thing 1 or Thing 2 in a Dr. Seuss movie. Ooh. <laughs> I could play Steve Harvey. That's what the hell I could play. I'll now. tell you what you could play better, though. What? The Gary Coleman story. <laughs> what you talking about, ah. The story of the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> Keep me tall, Jay. Come on, T. Keep Tommy. me tall, Jay. Tommy, baby. Who he gonna be? One of his shoes? Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see who I could play. I could play Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Ooh. <laughs> In the Kareem Abdul Jabbar mm. movie. Oh, yeah. Well, you gonna be his socks. <laughs> you getting up there? Go ahead. Oh, uh, Emmanuel Lewis, The Beginning. <laughs> Webster. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, come on. What's the, the title? story of the fifty-foot man? Come on, Jake. Yeah, movie roast, Tommy. That's, that's all right. Remember Chucky, the movie mm-hmm. Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy gonna play the biopic documentary of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna bust out of a box and everything. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you you killing Junior? But Tommy, your turn. I could play, because you know I know him, mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal life story. Yes, you can. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. You ready for what you really going to play, though? Mm-hmm. Bubbles, my years with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> These are movie roles that Tommy definitely could play. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. Uh, Please enlighten us. Tell us when's the last time you cut grass, your own grass. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Honestly speaking, Uh probably Mm. had to be. Take your time. You said, uh? Oh, last time I cut some grass, probably. 30 years ago. <laughs> Not 30 oh. years ago. <laughs> it's possible, though, sure. 62, though. No, 62. for real. 85. <gasps> 1985. Yeah. yeah. So I cut some grass. Yeah. God. There's no way he could do it now, though, because his yard's Hell way no. too big. Yeah. No, no the minute they see his ass out there, things going bad, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Family Feud, I mean, check know, the I slow up. I became homeless Family after that, so I didn't have nowhere. Then after I got out of homelessness, I had an apartment. I ain't had to cut no grass. My first house I bought in 90, first house I ever owned, I bought in 95, 96. Really? 1995, 1996. What, what, what was that at? Oh, in uh, Plano, Texas. That was my first time owning a home. You were balling. My, my first house was like amazing. That was my first house. God is good. Man, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. And that's just Amen. real talk. I just ain't cutting no grass. That's okay. All right. Thank you for clearing that up. All right. Oh, wow. Let's go. Come on. We last any of us. Tommy, come on, baby. Jane, when the last time you cussed me? I got got one better than that. Hell, Shirley, when you ever cussed me? Ever, ever. I wouldn't even know the first time. So now it ain't so crazy. Tommy, when the last time you cut some grass? Come on, it's come on, rich boy. Chateau. It's been at least 10 years. All right. Jay, how long? I can't cut grass. I got diabetes, Steve. <laughs> wow. Grass <laughs> breaking. All right, Carl, well, come yeah, on. Come what on. you got for us? Yeah, uh, when the last time you actually been on the phone arguing with somebody about a light beam? No, 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 when the no, last time no. you did that? And ask him how much is his light beam. Yeah. And what is it? Or where to pay it. Where to pay it? If you had to go down there. You don't know what down there is. I don't even know what y'all talking about. I ain't. Man, last time I walked in my house, there wasn't no lights. I want to hear this. I was back when I was cutting grass in 85. (laughs) 85. 85. 85 was a turning point, boy. (laughs) 
I, uh, when last time you stood out at a pump and pumped gas? Mm. You, oh, you. that ain't bad. I actually did that about, probably about two years ago. <laughs> two years ago? Yeah, I was driving my, I was taking my, I got a Cadillac, man, an old car. Oh, yeah, and I was driving it. Vintage Cadillac, yeah. And I looked down and I was right at a gas station and it sputtered. And I had never put gas in it. So I whipped into the gas station right quick. And my car ran out of gas at the gas pump. Wow. But here the problem I had, though. I set it at, at gas with a drop top, 1940 Cadillac. I'm sitting there and couldn't find the gas cap for 30 minutes. <laughs> I had to call the dude that worked for me and ask him, where is the damn... The gas cap on the 1940 is under the tail light. You had to be laughing at yeah, man, you. The yeah, man, you right. lift up the tail light. It's horizontal. You lift up the tail light and the gas... The gas cap is under the tail light. How the hell would I know that? <laughs> I was out there 30 minutes yeah, touching, had the everything. trunk open, all kind of mess. <laughs> wow. You should see me with that, but I had but I had the handle in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just walking around the car. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I can't believe that, man. Wow, 1985. <laughs> I can't wait to have them from. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Carla, um, me and just some, you know, just some random girls were talking. Um, and uh-huh. we, this question came up. It's like, because, you know, we were taught to make up the bed when we get out, make up the bed. Yes. No one wants to come home to an unmade bed. But it's difficult if you're married or if you live with someone, you sleep with them. What if you have to get up earlier? So the question is, whose responsibility is it to make up the bed? You know, no more of that just because you're a woman and you're in charge of the house. You make it up. Uh, Excuse me, no. Right, (laughs) right, right, right. Yeah. But in our house, it's whoever is last, whoever gets up last. If I get up first, then, you know, Nesto has to make up the bed. And he makes it up really well, I must say. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, Nesto needs to call my husband, Tosh. Because he ain't making up the bed like that. He will get now, you know, because we have to be to work so early. Of mm-hmm. course, we, I get up first, but he gets up early too. He'll go to the gym and all that to make sure I'm up. And, but nah, child, I got to come right back in there and make up the bed. Just sad. Just sad. <laughs> But let me, let me, I fussed and nagged enough, okay, where he got, he's gotten it just right. All right. Hey, listen, follow us. Yes, follow us on social media. I'm on the gram at my girl Shirley. And I'm at Lips by Carla. Don't worry, we'll post our bedrooms. I'll, I'll post the bed. Yes. All right. All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Make up your beds. Uh, coming up in 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We here at the Steve Harvey Morning Show love food, all of us. But uh, there are a lot of foods yes. we think are from other countries that are actually invented in the good old USA. And those are uh, some of the most famous ones, like fortune cookies, invented right oh. here. Yeah, it was actually invented in San Francisco by a Japanese-American baker. Mm-hmm. Not good. Did y'all know that? Did you know that, Steve? I no, did. Fortune, fortune cookies taste good. They don't taste good. I like them with uh, chocolate, <laughs> white chocolate uh, on them. Mm-hmm. Then they're good. Oh, I didn't know they were like fortune cookies, cookies ain't overseas. They don't they have them. Surely, 
Shirley, excuse me. White uh-huh. chocolate is the worst thing you could put in your body. I absolutely know that, but it tastes real good. That's all wow. I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I thought I was you a very wonderful health reason, and you just destroyed it. I know that. No, I, I do. I eat it any damn way. Yeah, okay, so. I, yeah, I don't eat it now, but yeah, I used to, and it's delicious. Orange chicken. How about that one? That's good. Yeah. yeah. It was created in Hawaii in 1987 by Panda Express chef uh, Andy Kao, or Kao. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Sure yeah. I didn't know that either. Steve, I it's delicious. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, who came up with them noodles at Crustacean? Who came up with them? <laughs> Get ready for <laughs> the okay. They did. I know. They Girl, did. The can't copy it. German chocolate cake. Came German. My mama. My mama. Yeah. <laughs> my mama. It has I don't nothing. know who made it before. I don't, I don't know who made it before. Uh-oh. Ain't nobody making like her, though. Ilos Vera Harvey, greatest piece of German chocolate cake on mm. the planet. Wow. I have to, I have to go with it, my miss. German chocolate. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it has nothing to do with Germany. Uh, it's because of its name, Samuel German, that it's called yeah. German well, chocolate we, cake. Black people did perfected it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That coconut. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't know what that first like. <laughs> We've had a lot taken from us, so hey, ride it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Over right, cake. So we took, you, we took cake. the cake, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I love it, Tommy. We love German chocolate cake. All right, English muffins. Uh-huh. English muffins. They're from England. Not eh? from England? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. They were actually invented in New York City in 1984 by... English immigrant Samuel Bass Thomas. They were rich. They were originally girl, called. Girl, this list ain't nothing. Let me give you some real dishes that was created right here in America. Okay. Mm. Come on, what you got? Chitlins. Yes, <laughs> work it out, boy. Yeah. Whether they want to be or not. Fried spam. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Hot oh, dogs in. Pork and beans. <laughs> yeah, it's an American dish. <laughs> All right, uh, there you have it. All right, we're coming back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. As a matter of fact, this is our last break of the day. Steve's closing remarks. You don't want to miss it. It's been a good day. We'll be back at 49 after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are. Last break of the day on this Thursday. Um, Take us home with some closing remarks. I think the best way for me always is to just uh, be open and honest about my own experiences and my own uh, life. Somebody asked me yesterday. They said, man, how do you do it? How do you keep going when things seem to be going so contrary to, I'm sure, the way you want it to go? And of course, you know, I I always kind of have an idea of what people are talking about, even though I don't address the majority of it. But the question was a sincere question and they weren't saying it to me to be mean or to get a conversation started. They were seriously asking me, man, how do you keep going? How do you manage to just show up and do your job anyway? When so many things around you seem to be swirling 
uh, so many things being said, conversations, anything. I said, well, here's the deal. I have been able to survive all the things in my life because of my faith. I'm just being honest with you. If God did not love me the way he does, if God did not give me and extend to me his grace and his mercy the way he does, I don't know how I would make it. But because I have this unwavering faith, the belief in things that I cannot see, because I understand that he covers me, I understand that Isaiah 54, 17 exists. I understand that Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 exists, that I can walk through the waters and rivers and not drown and walk through fire and will not be burned, nor will kindling set upon my clothing. I understand that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I understand that there are principalities at work all the time. I understand that the devil's job is to rob me and you of our destiny. And he will challenge that any way he can. If he can't get through to you, he will get through to someone you love. If he can't get through to you, he will get through to somebody you care about. If he can't get through to you, he'll come through a coworker. If he can't get through to you, he'll come through a supervisor. If he can't get through to you, he'll use social media. If he gonna find a way to get to you to shake your faith. The thing that maintains me in all of it is my unwavering faith in him. That God's promises are true. That he promised never to leave me. That he promised that he would be there and ever present presence in my life that he would always never forsake me that when it looks like it's going all wrong that he is behind the scenes working on my behalf and behind the scenes working on your behalf that relationship that I formed over the years with God that I've tightened up this year is the reason I can stand and face all of my trials and tribulations and stand strong and still go to work and keep a smile on my face and keep moving forward. The fact that I handle my triumphs and my tragedies the exact same way. The fact that you can't look at me and see no signs of struggle on me. It is because of my unwavering faith. The reason my faith is able to stay so strong is because I've discovered in my 62 years of living that God has kept me even in moments when I didn't know how I was going to be able to keep myself. Because when you have a relationship with God and you leaning on his promises and all of his promises are true, what do you have to worry about? What can man do to you? If God is with you, who can be against you? Who? What problem or what person can you name or come up with that's greater than God? I can't, I can't think of anything. What problem do you have 
that's bigger than God. I can't think of anything. What situation do you think that God can't bring you through if you look back on your life and realize that he's brought you through every other one you've ever been in? Every situation I've ever been in, God has cleared me through that one. He's done the same thing for you. Just look back. Name the one thing that God hasn't brought you through. Name it. If he ain't brought you through it, he's currently pulling you through it right now. You know how I know that's true? Because you can hear me. God is a very present help in a time of trouble. The the reason I have a relationship with God is so when I get in moments like these, I don't have to introduce myself to him. He has heard me before. I have called him on a daily basis when it's going good and when it's going bad. So when it go bad and I show up, he recognizes me that I am his and he is mine. That's why I can keep my head up. Y'all do the same. Y'all have a great weekend. Those are my closing remarks. I'm not ready to drop the mic. Y'all have a great week. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, you did. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, you did. Nailed it. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 